Hey, welcome to the, well, I'm calling the GC Hammer Show. That's MC Hammer. I'm Grant Cohn, GC, together, GC Hammer. Jack Hammer, you know him. We used to do a show together, Breaking Down Film. He is the beat writer for the Santa Rosa Press Democrat, where some serious journalists have come through. How you doing, Jack? I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about Trey Lance and whether the Niners misevaluated him, which it almost feels like they feel like they misevaluated him. So let's start with what to call him. Is he a dual threat quarterback? Kyle Shanahan called him one after the season ended. And it was, I think, the first time he ever referred to him as a dual threat. And I feel like Kyle Shanahan, he often, as he often does, goes back and forth. What would you say? That's well, that's kind of why I asked this question because uh, he, he talked about him that way. And there's just been a lot of debate about the way that Trey Lance has been utilized, right? In San Francisco. So mm-hmm. is he a dual threat quarterback or or is he not? And uh, you know, you go back and you look at what he did at North Dakota State, and there was a lot of dual threat stuff that they asked him to do at North Dakota State. And so I kind of think that he is. I think that's part of what drew the 49 drew the 49ers to Trey Lance. Why they made him the choice was because they liked the fact that he could run and he brings an element that yeah, they didn't have with Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, that's, I think, the whole reason why he's in San Francisco to begin with. I agree. I, I totally look at him as a dual threat quarterback. And he's not like Lamar Jackson or Justin Fields. He's not necessarily the most athletic player on the field, but I definitely think you can use him as a runner. And I think some of the conversation about him has been a little too simple. Like, is he running too much or that kind of stuff? Like he should run. But I guess my issue with him is because the way you look at it is he's in the backfield. He's in the shotgun. If he does the zone read, like the defense is looking at him. They, they treat him as a dual threat and they really, the NFL has not let him run very much, especially on that play. So what I would say is when he comes back, especially off this injury is like, just let him hand off. Let him be a decoy for a while because it seemed like when he handed off, the running backs did really well. Debo, everyone did really well and sort of let defenses sort of start to think that he's just a decoy and then start running them. I, I feel like the Niners kind of pressed the issue really aggressively early in games, early in the season when he wasn't having success with it um, and everyone else that he was handing off to was having success. It's the way I looked at it. But I do look at him as a dual threat and I think if he were on Philly, they would be running him a lot too. They wouldn't not run him. Yeah, and that's that's kind of that's the other part of this this question, right? Why it's a good one is because this has been a hot topic around the 49ers since uh, over the weekend, right? With, yeah, with yeah. when it comes to Philadelphia and the 49ers, Jalen Hurts, right? This has been a huge, huge topic of discussion. And, and you know, I pointed it out during the season that the 49ers, when they drafted Trey Lance, I think the 49ers wanted him to be. For the for, for them, what Jalen Hurts is for the Eagles, he, they wanted him to be that guy that was going to run. I think those two organizations are very similar. They both want to have the best defense. They both want to run the ball. I think so. I agree. And and I do think that I I think that the, the, the only area where Lance I think struggles a little bit is I just don't know if he has the speed to get to the edge that they were expecting. I th- and and so when you when you run Trey Lance, right. if it, he's he's primarily going to have to go between the tackles because he doesn't really have the speed to break out on those zone reads around the edge quite like you would want him to do. Um, and so I think he's a little bit more of a, a he's going to have to be behind between the tackles. And I think the other piece with him here is we need to look a little bit at how they're utilizing him. Cause I know like the runs between the tackles, that's where the big issue was for people, but I don't know. I, for me, I look at uh, 
quarterback draw completely different than I look at mm -hmm. the the play that he got injured on, for example, because a quarterback draw is, is very similar to a scramble. You're, mm -hmm. Everything about it is trying to open up the, the defense so that he can I then agree. get up. And, and when we watch Trey Lance run quarterback draws, I don't think yeah. we've really seen him take a big shot. Usually he's running up into the back of an offensive lineman or, or diving into, you know, at, right at the end. Mm -hmm. No, I'm with you. I, I, I'm, I'm not saying they should, if you say don't run him anymore, like, I don't know how viable he is as a quarterback. The whole thing is that he can do both. I think that the problem is Philly took Jalen Hurts with like the 50 something pick. You can take a running back there. Mm -hmm. You can run your quarter. No one's going to be upset with how you use them. But you trade up to number three. All of a sudden, everyone has an opinion, and it's like a, a precious commodity. And if you get them hurt running, everyone's like, well, you're a freaking idiot. And the Niners have like complicated the issue by saying, you know, we we don't, we want to develop them the right way, and we don't want to, you know, that kind of stuff. So it feels mm -hmm. like they kind of changed the story. Kyle was a Because honestly, if they wanted a dual-threat quarterback, it was Justin Fields. They took the wrong one. If they were looking for a dual threat, I thought they were saying, yes, he's mobile, but we don't want to think of him that way. We want to use him like a traditional guy. And then all of a sudden they hand him the starting job, maybe internally decide, oh, he's not ready for it. Let's make it. Let's decide. Ah, we're going to call him dual threat, dual threat, dual threat. He's dual threat now. Yeah, And that's where the, and that's where the misevaluation of Trey Lance came from is, is, is he, is he Justin Fields? No, he's not that guy. Right. And I, I don't think they wanted him to be Justin Fields where he's scrambling all over the place. I think they, I think what they liked about Trey Lance is that he runs the offense, but mm -hmm. he doesn't, he's not really. And he was not, under center in college, I, which I, yes. to me, you, you shouldn't be scouting the offense, but Kyle does a little bit of that. Yeah. He was under center in offense. I mean, it was easy to watch his film if, and, and, right. and like Kyle Shanahan said, that's easy to pick out plays. It was easy to see him running 49er schemes where there was out. And it's hard to find board. bad plays from Trey. I mean, he threw no picks in college. No, there yeah, well, yeah, there was a few that were close, but no, there's not a whole lot. And and, and, yeah. and it's hard to it was, the evaluation of Trey Lance was extremely difficult because there's not very many throws. It was less than 350 throws. He he rarely no combine. Played, no combine. He rarely played into the fourth quarter. I right. there were very few times when you watched him where he actually played in the fourth quarter of a tight game. I think there might have only been two during his entire He didn't have to. Right, he didn't have to because yeah. they were blowing everybody out. It was right, and, and so he would have been uh, better suited going to Iowa State. Yeah, he, he would have. You know? He would have been better yeah. going to Iowa State. He yeah. would have been better going to Minnesota. What yeah. have you? Definitely. Honestly, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's too bad that Minnesota didn't want him. I mean, I know they they got that guy Tanner Morgan, who's whatever, fine. But anyway, uh, that didn't happen. Did the Niners misevaluate Trey Lance? I think they did. I think what happened was. I, Maybe he'll end up proving him wrong, but I felt like they felt he's not he's not a dual threat. He's a very mobile pocket quarterback. So we'll sit him a year and develop him the right way. And then I don't think sitting him a year did anything. I was always kind of like uh, suspicious about the whole developing mm -hmm. on the practice squad. So I think they got in a year two, and you were there at the training camp. It was uneven. He didn't have a lot of help, but, man, it was pretty uneven. I think his completion percentage was in the mid-50s at best. For the mm -hmm. for the for the whole thing, and mm -hmm. I think they're like, well, <clears throat> our plan didn't exactly work. He's not super ready as a passer, so let's pivot, change the narrative, call him a dual threat, run the hell out of him, and hopefully we can tread water long enough for him to figure it out during the season, or he gets injured and Jimmy Garoppolo plays. I think that's sort of what. That's why I felt like they, they ran him with no conscience because they didn't have a conscience. They had options, 
and they felt he was sort of limiting their options. So they did what he, they thought he could do, which to me is funny because he wasn't even that good on zone reads. That's the other thing. He's good at scrambling and like QB draws, to your point, but zone reads, like, eh. mm-hmm. he didn't do that in college. Yeah, the, the zone read wasn't a, wasn't really his his gig in college. Nah. It was it was it was uh, the draws and the quarterback powers and and those kind of things. It wasn't the it wasn't the zone where he's having to read somebody and that kind of stuff. So you're right on that point. And uh, I liked your point earlier. You talked about you know how what was it they you know they didn't necessarily want. They, you made a really good point earlier. You were kept talking, and so I didn't get a chance to agree with you on that one. But oh, sorry. You made a point. Yeah, it's a, you know that's because I should have wrote it down. You, when, when I, I hate when that happens. You're saying when um, they wanted to develop him into a, not a dual threat, right? But it didn't work, and yeah, so they said, it, "Okay, we'll call him a dual threat." Yeah, I think, and, and yeah. I don't think they, I don't think they initially wanted. I think they wanted to utilize him in that role. But, yeah. but actually, here's what it was. And okay. as we talked through it, I figured it out. It was gotcha. when you were talking about how the running game as a whole performed better yeah. when he was on there, even without him running the ball. Right. And, and yes. I agree with you on that standpoint. Yeah. From that on that point, it's it's totally accurate. You could they were running almost a five yard at a pop clip. I mean, Debo was like unstoppable. Elijah Mitchell, he they only had like six carries in the season. That was another rough one for Trey Lance. Like Elijah Mitchell got hurt immediately. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. took a, a game or two to get his feet. But honestly, the run game seemed like it's way better with Trey Lance on the field than it is with Brock or Jimmy. And that's just like math, right? That's the 11 on 11 thing. As long as defense is treated like a dual threat, that's good for the 49ers running backs. And I think the Niners could use that early in the season while they're finding themselves on offense. If Trey Lance is still on the team, God forbid they trade him. I mean, I don't know. But if he's still on the team, just that like make would make me want to play him over Sam Darnold. Unless Sam Darnold is really tearing it up. Really? It, it, yeah, we'll get into this Sam Darnold yeah. Trey Lance thing because that it, that's that that's there's a lot of interest for me when I look at because I watched some Sam Darnold film and I watched Sam and I'm like, mm, and these guys are these guys are these guys are very similar. The only difference is uh, one guy's played in the league for a couple of years. Uh, yeah. But but you know maybe you that's what at, Kyle's thinking too, right? Two number three picks. You know what I mean? Now I've kind of he's kind of hedged his bets. If it doesn't work to Trey, I can just say, well, I got this other number three pick who had a lot of talent that I made it work with. Yeah, well, you know, and if it does with with Darnold, they have that ability yeah. to. He's cheaper, right? If they that's where if that's where I know that people are talking about possibly trading uh, Lance, and if they trade him, they save some money that way, and they have a quarterback who's already cheaper, and you know they're both young, 26, 23, or twenty two, I guess it is for Lance, mm-hmm. going to be twenty three. And, and and these guys are are young, and who knows what's going to happen with with either either one of them, Trey Lance or Sam Darnold. We don't know what they're going to be in San Francisco. We know what Darnold's been in in New York, and he was okay last year in Carolina. But uh, we don't know what he's going to be like in this scheme. And it's interesting because I've I've quoted this a couple of times because you and I did a film breakdown of Sam Darnold. We did in, remember that back in in twenty. We just ridiculed him. We it yeah. was awful. Well, yeah. we, I think I think between well, you were playing the Niners. I don't remember who they were playing in that one, but it but it was because uh, it was at that point when uh, Sam Darnold might come to the foreigners and everybody was talking to him about coming about him coming to the foreigners before the 2021 season. And we looked at that film and, and we came away with two things. One was, man, Darnold just doesn't look good. And the other one was, holy shit, Adam Gase is awful. Those were our, oh, two, ta- yeah. our, our two big takeaways. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And Adam Gase did get getting fired. He really wasn't giving Sam Darnold any, uh, help. What I wanted to say was with Trey, um, his rookie year when he was going to be in that competition and he, there was going to be that two quarterback system, mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan was trying to install the zone read and it, there was a day uh, and 
he Trey Lance kept fumbling the ball like a lot, and I, that was an eye opener. And it's like, right, he didn't do this in college. And I remember, it reminded me of Kaepernick's rookie year. He had been at Reno forever. He came to the Niners and they put him under center, and he kept fumbling the ball in practice. And that was part of the reason I think he didn't play right away with the Niners was he there was a transition there. There's a transition for Trey Lance as a runner in the NFL, and it doesn't mean he can't be a good one. That's the thing. Like, who gives a damn about the zone read? You know, the, the quarterback run element on the zone read is such a small part of the game, and it's not even an explosive play. Like, if you use it at the right times, it'll get you first down, a touchdown. But it's really like a five-yard play. I think the quarterback runs that I are the most devastating are the scrambles to me. And, yeah, I mean, the scramble, and I think he could be a really good scrambler. And, and well, and that's where... where that Lance was Steve was. Young. Steve well, Young yeah. on the freaking zone read. <laughs> no, they, they didn't have... No! They, were, they definitely weren't running the zone read with Steve Young. And, no! And, and, and I think, uh, you know, you look at Trey Lance, and you've watched him play so far. He's been far more far more explosive on his on his scrambles than he's been... Uh, and decisive. On the, on the, yeah, because he's he has been indecisive on his, on his runs, yeah. uh, design yeah. runs, uh, yeah. at least. And I think... You, know, you kind of look at Lance and you see where he where he is moving forward. And uh, I was excited to see what he was going to do, you know, in, in 2022, you know, even against, you know, I know that his his training camp was up and down and, and I talked about that a lot, but I was excited yeah. to see what he was going to do in week one. And it was a bummer to have that rain. And I thought he still played decent and there were some, right. some you know, he played good early on. Just It's just the thing when it comes to watching Trey Lance with the 49ers is – and it's not just Trey's fault, though, but this offense is very inconsistent, and it does it struggles to find the find its rhythm when Trey Lance is out there. That seems to be the that seems to be the biggest. That's my biggest takeaway. And I, and I think that's and that's true, right? I, I, he's never going to be the guy. I mean, he's probably not going to be the guy complete the 69 percent of his throws anytime soon. So with him, the bargain you're making is okay we won't be that kind of offense we'll be better at running the ball we'll run first team anyway and we'll be better at taking shots down the field which complements a run first team so no I mean we won't necessarily be this as good at keeping the offense on schedule through the pass game but we'll be more explosive through the pass game and we could be more explosive overall I mean I thought that was the idea but Maybe you know certain people in the team aren't as on board. I thought Kyle Shanahan <laughs> got it because he's a he's a genius. He can see it. He understands. I mean, Philly gets it. That's how they use. I mean, I don't know, but it seems like the Niners definitely want to play a certain way because they've been playing a certain way since 2017. Yeah, and and I think it's it'll be we'll see how how Lance is this year when he's in during training camp and, and during um, OTAs and those kind of things. I think. You know, we 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 kind of earlier we on we talked that we com, uh, compared Lance and the 49ers to the Eagles and Jalen Hurts, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and the difference between Hurts and, and Lance is uh, the accuracy on those short throws, because Lance has the arm; he can throw That's it. True. Deep. Hurts is quite accurate. Yeah, Hurts it's, is quite it's, accurate. It's yeah. Hurts is Hurts is very good in that because the Eagles are either their offense is interesting because they throw a lot of screens, a lot of short, a lot throws. of layups. Yeah. Yes. And then yeah. they take the deep shot over the top, right? That's the yeah. that's the three point ball, you know. Yeah, and, and they do a lot of that. And yeah, uh, I think that's where the 49ers could wanted to go with Trey Lance or want to go with Trey Lance. And I think just Lance has to be better at getting the ball out of his hands quickly and getting it where those guys can make plays. Yeah. And, and so I think if you're talking about like misevaluating Lance, I think it's a little bit of some of that stuff showed up in his college film. 
Because I don't and, think they liked Justin uh, Fields on the quick game. I think they felt he's, he had an elongated release. He's not going to be that good on the layups. And I thought they thought Trey Lance would be. But we've seen Lance really like airmail some screens and suffer. It's like, whoa, whoa, man, that's a really easy throw. Even at the end of the Houston game, remember he did that? And Kyle Shanahan yelled at him. It was like, why are you yelling at Trey? It's like, well, that's Kyle. And he did just miss a layup. Yeah, it was like down in the yeah. red zone right there. And when, yes, yes, on the right. right. I remember that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's, it's interesting. I, I can't wait. Didn't to he miss I one just, to Debo in Chicago at the end of the first half? They tried to throw a screen out to Debo, and it was just like totally off. It was like, what, dude? Yeah, there was a couple yeah. of them. and There was, was a couple, couple of them, but there was one yeah. There was one that, now, that I think. Now, I want to ridicule Jalen Hurts for a second. What was that throw at the end of the Super Bowl? That Hail Mary? the hell was that? <laughs> he was like 20 yards short. What the hell was that? Yeah, hey, Trey Lance you know, could have made hey, that throw. His, his arm, his arm was his arm was tired because he'd been throwing so I much. Yes, he, he, he had he, arm fatigue. All right, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, All but, right, let me ask a question. Oh, good. Finish yeah. up, and then we got I got another question about Trey for you. You ask a question. Go ahead. Does he still have a chance on the Niners, or has he been written off? I think he has a chance. I think he has okay. a chance. It's it's it's. You uh, think he'll be here? Come. Uh, well, we'll talk about a trade later. He has a chance. Keep going. Yeah, no, I think he has a chance. The, they talked. They said, you know, this is his chance right now. Him and him and Sam Darnold both. But I think this is Trey Lance's last chance in San Francisco. I think he has the ability. He's going to have the time where Brock Purdy's not going to be out there. I know it's it's mini camp and all that stuff, but he's going to have time all to himself. And if Trey Lance is the guy that everybody thinks he is. Right. If Trey Lance is the guy and he can fulfill his potential, I think he could take the job. I'm with it. Uh, I'd like to see Trey take a leap, but I'd also like to see Kyle have a better sense of how to use him. And Kyle's talked about this, that part of the thing with Trey is like figuring out how to call plays and what works and that kind of stuff. I thought when Brock Purdy came in, Kyle was surprisingly ready for that. Like, he was calling different plays for Brock than he had. It wasn't just like, hey, Brock, go do the stuff I was calling for Jimmy. All of a sudden, there were more pocket movement, more shots down the field, more shots uh, outside the numbers, especially to the left. And I thought, wow, Kyle sort of has a feel for Brock Purdy and what his strengths and weaknesses are. I'd like to see Kyle have that with Trey because I thought, especially as a runner, he didn't really have that feel. I mean, everyone assumed that because Kyle had success with RG3 that he was going to also have success with Trey, but they're such different players. So I'd like to see Kyle have like a better game plan. And we talked about it earlier. Like you don't necessarily have to run Trey that much to have him be a threat in the run game. Yeah, I think I don't I don't know if the offense really changed all that much when Brock Purdy came in. I think it was just Brock Purdy. I think he just just was able to run it better. You know, he was just more. Wasn't there a stat, though, that like Brock Purdy had like more 30 yard touchdown passes in two weeks, three weeks than Jimmy had in five years or something like that? I mean, there was a little bit more oh, yeah. of a vertical element at first, but then Brock started checking it down to say, I mean, like his life depended on it. Yeah. Well, I think, and I think the thing was, he was actually, I think, you know, I think uh, Garoppolo threw those plenty. He just didn't hit them. Whereas That's true. Whereas Purdy came, That's Purdy true. came in and he, he hit him. He hit like, That's I think true. against, That's true. Against, wasn't against Tampa. Well, I guess I, I, I was right? just impressed that Kyle had the confidence to call him. You know what I mean? But maybe Kyle sure. feels, yeah. 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 But I mean, and you go back to, you go back to uh, the game in which the week two game, when, when Lance got injured and, and Garoppolo came in that game, remember he came, as soon as Garoppolo came in, remember the 
like one of the question was all of a sudden this offense is throwing the ball over the field now that Garoppolo is out. Exactly. Maybe and that's a game a, manager thing from Kyle. He's like, well, he, people think I'm not going to have confidence in my backup, so they're just going to expect me to run the ball, so I'll take shots. Yeah, it could Maybe. be. It could have been yeah. that. You know, and there was, yeah. I remember, the, I, I do remember there was a deep shot early on with Garoppolo. I think he went that's deep true. to, uh, Diuk and you missed him in the end zone. Just like it was a terrible, you know, Garoppolo throw. But <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it was. Uh, I think the biggest we'll get into a little bit more in terms of of Purdy and, and Lance. I, I don't. I don't. I, I would be interesting to see if how well Lance operates that same that and it's this is the same offense. But I would be interested to see Lance operate an offense that isn't asking him to run the ball at all. And it was just it's just like with the everything is the same as what he does with. Um, with Purdy or Garoppolo, where it's, it would be interesting to see how that works and if it or if and if it even can work. And I, I saw you posting clips of Sam Darnold in in uh, Carolina. Like he runs a four mid four eight, you know, like just like Brock Purdy. I mean, they're pretty much the same athlete. But in Carolina, he'd run a zone read once in a while. You can do that with Trey Lance, but it doesn't have to be a major feature of your offense. It really doesn't have to be. And if Bill Walsh were the Niners head coach trying to develop Trey Lance, and he was a hell of a quarterback coach, he wouldn't be wasting his time on quarterback-driven runs. It's, it's, it's just a small part of, of what you're trying to get accomplished. That's 100% accurate because that's that's what he did with 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 Young, right? Yeah. Is it, I mean, the the quarterback run game was different back in those days. You didn't have really the zone read and all that kind of stuff anyway. But no, you're right. That was exactly why he brought in yeah. uh, Steve Young was because Montana had the back issue and he didn't yeah. think that Montana was going to be able to really recover from that. And because of the back issue, Montana, in Walsh's estimation, I think, was losing some of that foot quickness and that that mobility that that made him so good in the early part of his career and he saw that in steve young and yes. it was just a matter of taming it with young and young once he figured it out under shanahan the other shanahan you know won a super bowl and mvps i love how everyone is so focused on the throwing portion of a quarterback but bill walsh was all about the feet and he wanted quick feet he wanted an athlete and um Yet he wasn't installing the freaking option. You know what I'm saying? Like there was a, it was a reason. It was, it was feet for passing. That's what he wanted, and feet to get away from uh, pressure. That's timeless. It's always going to be important for a quarterback to have those qualities. And I also look at Andy Reid. Like Donovan McNabb wasn't running the zone. Reid, Patrick Mahomes, they threaten it. He might do it once in a while if you're sleeping, but it's, but he does use his legs. I mean, he ran for some big runs in the Super Bowl. He's a threat, but it's not like you just run him with no freaking conscience because once you break his ankle, you're lucky if you got a Brock Purdy waiting. No, one hundred percent. And, and the, the the Mahomes runs are all off scrambles. The the good yeah. runs that we saw from Brock Purdy were off scrambles, right? He wasn't yeah. he wasn't running zone read or able. They to called one it. zone read for Brock Purdy. It didn't go well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was pretty ugly. Uh, yeah, he ran to the back of his offensive lineman or something like that. Yeah, yeah I don't remember exactly yeah, how it yeah. worked, but I, I know it wasn't very good. I just you know, and so we'll see how it works out. The the whole thing you talked about, and you you were on this a long time ago. You were on this back in twenty twenty one when we were scouting who the foreigners were going to take a quarterback. You kept saying that one of your things that you kept talking about was their ability to get out of trouble. Um, that's why you, one of that's one of the reasons why you weren't as high on Mac Jones as I was. Right. I feel like the league is trending that direction, man. Like, mm-hmm. It's you either get you either are the kind of quarterback who gets the ball out of his hands in like two seconds, like Drew Brees, or you can get out of there. And I feel like there's 
Very few Drew Breeses and Peyton Manning's anymore. Mac Jones was supposed to be that guy. Maybe he'll get there. Maybe he'll get there. Yeah. Whatever. We'll see. I mean, yeah. Know, and I think like Brock was crazy for him is he can get out. Like I didn't see. I didn't know he could do that. I didn't scout him that closely at Iowa State. Man, he's he's elusive. Wow. It, it's interesting because him and Sam Darnold are very similar in terms of their athleticism. Yes. Uh, Brock's a per, you know Purdy has a, a little bit quicker ten yard split one point five five yeah yeah six six. But you start to look at Darnold with his movement like the shuttle and 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 those. He's got and, fluid movement for sure. Yeah, yeah, and he he's does. way quicker than than Brock Purdy on those. So yeah, that, I, I posted that on Twitter yesterday, and people yeah, thought I was talking about you know one guy being quarterback, one the, the starter, and the other guy. No, being I got. I, I, I totally understood what you were doing. Like, hey, they're really freaking similar athletically. Yeah, yeah. from a, from an athletic standpoint, they're very similar. Yeah. And yeah. again, you look, and we don't have that data on Trey Lance because he didn't go through the combine, so that's unfortunate. Right. And that's to me, it's really scary. To trade three first round picks in a third for a quarterback and you don't have all the data. You got one one year starting experience, no combine. I'm thinking I'm gonna get that wrong. The, the odds are high I'm getting that wrong. I might as well just pick names out of a hat and do better than that. Anyway. It, it was it's 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 one year starting experience. It's uh, only like two years in college, and, and that's right. a I know I know nobody likes Mac Jones. So I'm and I'm just I'm not I'm the reason I'm saying this is with Jones. He only had the same number of starts as Purdy. He only had seventeen too, but he had been right. in, good point. He had been at Bama for four years. He had been yeah. on the in the scouts good point. for a little bit longer. That's a good point. That's Not true. that that, you know. I look at real quick before we jump off, and I know we're just talking. We're talking. We're saying Mac Jones and yeah, that. But I think that if where the 49ers are with, I don't know if this was something you were going to talk about, but Mac Jones and Brock Purdy. They're the same guy. They're very similar when it comes to their quarterback, except for except for I think uh, Purdy's a little bit more mobile, and he's just a better dude. I think well, that's, that's a big thing. That's a big thing. I think you're you're looking at quarterbacks failing around the league. If if you can't get the the locker room behind you, you're done. And look at look at Carson Wentz. Look at Zach Wilson. But I think what's interesting also is we're talking about it was an, it was a bad year to want a quarterback, incomplete evidence, all that stuff. Yep. It was supposed to be like is unreal year for quarterbacks like 1983 or something actually it wasn't it was trevor lawrence and maybe justin fields and the book is out on the other but frankly mac jones could be traded trey lance could be traded no one wants freaking zach wilson <laughs> like uh justin fields i mean it's impressive that they held on to him and didn't uh just take another quarterback but that was a decision they had to make they had the, the number one pick so maybe 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 next time there's a global pandemic, if that happens again, <laughs> don't draft a quarterback. Don't do it. That's, that's right. That, yeah. That's what we learned. You had, you had you had very very limited, and everybody just based on you know it's like crazy wild fantasies, you know, and yeah. all of a sudden this guy that's you know should should go maybe around three is going you know second overall. Yeah. Right. But on but again, if there had been no pandemic, Trey Lance would have started two years in college, and you would have known. What you had, what you were getting into, but there Absolutely. was, yeah. Dustin the Gale says, "Did you guys hear the Aaron Rodgers rumor? What are the implications that the Niners are supposedly ready to trade for him if the Jets don't?" I did hear that rumor. Is it is it a rumor or is it someone's opinion? I, I was confused. I think I think it's more of somebody's opinion that that's what's going right. to happen. I don't. It, it's every hot, year. This is yeah. It's a hot. It's a hot take. It's Everybody. Hot take. This is this is one that's going to get Frontiers fans talking. Um, the 49ers can do it as far as the implications. The 49ers, you know, I, I was reading an, an article where um, because the, the salary cap implications aren't 
awful for the 49ers. The, it would be about 50 pay brought uh, Rogers would be probably about $15 million against the cap for him this year and about 26 next year. And then it kind of goes from there because just because of uh, options and things like that, that they can do. Um, but the, the, the problem is that Aaron Rodgers is already 40. How much longer is he going to play? Is he going to play till he's 44? Cause if he's not, yeah. then you're wasting money on the back end. Also, the Niners just got done saying that the key to their roster construction is a quarterback on a rookie deal. Like they just, Kyle said it, Lynch said it, Jed said it. That being said, they change their story every two weeks. So, and they don't seem to care that they, you know what I mean? They can be like, whatever, it's Aaron Rodgers. So, but it's like, you just said that you want to go cheap at the quarterback position because you have this special team you want to keep it together. Like you're going to break it up for freaking 40 year old temperamental Aaron Rodgers? Man, probably. I guess you might. But, um, <laughs> Also, it's interesting to think that him and Robert Sala are like fighting over this. That would be interesting. How many, how many bridges are you going to burn? Sorry. <laughs> no, that, that would be interesting to, to, to have the uh, Sala and, and Shanahan having to go for him. That would be uh, a lot of fun to see. That would be a lot of fun to see because essentially, think about it. If Kyle Shanahan goes and gets Aaron Rodgers, he's already burned the bridge with Matt LaFleur over this, right? This was last. Yes. He tried to get Matt LaFleur two years ago. Matt LaFleur <laughs> felt, felt like it was behind his back wouldn't even talk to him after the game a couple years ago now if he like pulls the rug underneath robert sala's feet and takes aaron Rodgers, there's a high chance aaron uh, sala misses the playoffs this year gets fired blames kyle damn yeah. that's rough <laughs> cutthroat world that's right then he ends up in uh, miami and uh, the dolphins take over the world yeah miami becomes like the refuge for all the people that feel like kyle shanahan's wronged them Yes. JTL Sullivan will be their quarterback coach. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo will be there in a year or two. Uh, Robert says Trey Lance gets traded, uh, treated horrible yet. Uh, horrible Sam Darnold stuck it up for years, and yet the media still speaks highly of him. Media bias against Trey. Oh, we're talking about the media now. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the media has anything nice to say about Sam Darnold. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think there's anything nar- not to say about Sam Darnold. Like, the, I think the nicest thing I've said about Sam Darnold is that I, 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 I want, I'm interested to see how he's going to do in this environment compared to what he's done in the past, because it's it's different. It, he has a good. This is the first time yeah. I think he has a really good coach around him, and the first time he has a really talented team around him. But other than that, right? I, you know, there's again. I already said this. I think that Darnold and Lance are very similar. Maybe. Maybe well the way I look at Darnold, like the story of his really going back to college is holds the ball too long, tries to do too much, makes a bad decision. Like and this was this USC two that final year when he was really hyped up and he, people were supposed to be like sucking for Darnold. Like no no no, he does too much. And if if he could stop doing all that on the Niners and get the concept of being a point guard and letting Christian McCaffrey Debo work for you like Purdy did, then it could work. But he's got a lot of years of hero ball underneath. I mean, 90 turnovers and 50 starts. Like, get the hell out of here. That's Jameis Winston stuff. Yeah. No, it is. It's, it's bad. And and, yeah. uh, I don't, and the only thing that gives you pause on that is Garoppolo all of a sudden turned it around at the end of, the, at the end of his Can time here. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you have a little bit of a, a security blanket there. You know, and again, but I he know. played with McCaffrey in freaking Carolina and stunk. That's the thing, man. I'm yeah, curious. But- I'd like to see. And I and I hear you, and I because I yeah. had this, I had this back and forth with Jesse on Twitter. Okay, and I, okay. I, 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 no, and it's cool, and I hear you because yeah. the difference though is that it is you also had Matt freaking rule, <laughs> and, 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 Joe, and Joe Brady running that offense, running that college stupid freaking offense. That's true. 
that's true. That's that's the only that's, that's the only thing is, is in that first year in, in Carolina, it was Matt Rule, he's not even NFL anymore. Correct. Joe Brady, he's now a quarterback coach, who knows where. He's not even calling yeah. <laughs> his stock tanked quick. All right. Uh AJ says Gents, the newest rumor is that the Niners may be interested in trading for Rodgers if the Jets deal fails through. Any thoughts? Wow. We got that one. Two people yeah. wanted to know about Aaron Rodgers. This is the hot topic. We missed it today, Grant. This is what we should be talking about because this is all everybody's, you know, I don't know. In terms of Aaron Rodgers, let me ask you. Would you want, do you think Aaron Rodgers is worth the money for the 49ers right now? Does he make them a Super I mean, Bowl winner? Yeah, probably. Now, here's the thing. I mean, I, I'm really uh, pessimistic about the Niners. Here's what I'll say. If the Niners get Aaron Rodgers, Kyle get him hurt. So, no. <laughs> okay. So, no. Uh, so I'm a jerk. You know what I'm saying? I'm a jerk. I mean, he has been getting hurt. I mean, he he's getting older. He's not as mobile as he used to be. He's kind of like Brady where he just kind of is trying to not get hit out there. I mean, yeah, if they had a little bit better, if if, if they had a better right tackle than Colton McKivitz and a better right guard than Spencer Burford, yes. But they're so invested on their defense, which only, honestly, like if they had Aaron Rodgers and a kick-ass offensive line, hell yeah. Because at that point, all you need is like a mediocre defense. But the Niners are so invested in having the best defense because – John Lynch is the GM or whatever. I don't know. Uh, it's no, no, not until they get a better offensive line. Unless I'm really underrating Nick Zakel and he's going to come out of nowhere to hey, take the lead by storm. Do I don't know why you're putting why you're throwing so much shade on uh, Colt McKivitz. We've Colton. all seen him go. I mean, Colt. I don't know why you're saying that. I mean, we saw Colt McKivitz go out and how well he played against the Rams two years ago. On that week he's 18 fine. game down in, in LA. That one game? No, he's cool. Yeah. I mean, I think it, we'll see how he does in pass protection over a full year. But, like, as a run blocker, I don't think he's going to. No, he's I'm, slow. I'm teasing. I know. You. I know. You're giving me a tough time. I'm throwing you. I'm throwing John uh, John Lynch's words at you there. Because that's what he said. <laughs> he's, trying to, he's trying to sell you on that one. It's like that, that one game, that one time. It's like, oh, say no more. Say yeah. We've seen those five. Yeah, well, they're right about Jake Brendel. But if Jake Brendel's like a good athlete, if you go check out his his uh, combine or pro day numbers, he actually can move. Colton McKivitz, mm, not so much. No. So I want to see what Nick Zakel can do. And I think that that's the guy, the dark horse. He's a good athlete. He, he, I saw the numbers you posted. He definitely is. Surprising. Everyone's like, oh, he's got these really short arms. Like they're literally an eighth of an inch shorter than Colton McKivitz. So I think he's <laughs> in the ballpark. <laughs> Kles says, glad to see you both together again. Now we just need Vish. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned. Gavin Brown says, "At Jack Hammer, will you uh, rock a man bun if we get a rod?" <laughs> That'd be fantastic, for sure. I'll do that. If if, if Aaron Rodgers shows up in in San Francisco, I'll do a whole show with a man bun. Be careful. Uh, Jarrett Bailey said he was going to eat a shirt if the Niners <laughs> what finished the season undefeated, and he had to eat the shirt. I think he ate part of the shirt. Yeah, something. He ate something. It wasn't a shirt. He ate something. If you go big, go Lamar, not forty-year-old uh, A. A. Ron. <laughs> I, I see. I agree. But Lamar's kind of scary too because he has gotten hurt the last two years, and again, it's the 49ers, guys. We got to be <laughs> self-aware here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not something they're exactly. They're good at a lot of things. That's not one of them yet. Yet, I'll be. I, I'll be positive. I, I, w- I would go. I would go Lamar too. Yeah. Uh, Easy O Sanchez says, I have a theory that Kashane wants to injure his quarterback so he can play. <laughs> Regarding Kirk, not that I want him. Having a top 8-12 to 12 quarterback could get us over the hump. If the Niners could keep any quarterback healthy, sure. Actually, looking at Kirk Cousins' numbers, I mean, the Niners haven't had a quarterback like that 
since freaking Garcia. I mean, let's just stop. Let's just just like pump the brakes just a little bit. I know it's only an eight game sample size, but what, what Brock, Big Brock. Did, what, what Brock Purdy did in the eight games that he played before the NFC Championship game was as good as any quarterback play that we've seen. I've said this many times. It was the best quarterback play we've seen in San Francisco under Kyle Shanahan. It's best no quarterback. Doubt. You know, his performance in the playoffs is the best since the Kaepernick in, in 2012. True. You know. Uh, but he, that's he also a, a, a reflection of what the Niners have had. Sure, sure. But, he, I mean, you look at his numbers over that time period compared to the rest of the league. The 49ers were scoring right there with the top teams in the league. His numbers in the his numbers in the the forty I posted this and people got upset about it, but his number he had two he had more two hundred yard passing games in the playoffs than than uh, Patrick Mahomes. He that's interesting. You know, the, but if, if the you, way I, yeah, that's true. The one, the one thing about that though was Mahomes missed a missed a series of the game against uh, Jacksonville with the injury, but then from but it was one series. But if you let's just give him that. So that means that right. the 49ers with 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 Purdy and the Chiefs with Mahomes were were putting up points and moving the ball at roughly the same clip. And I know mm-hmm. it's not just Purdy. Purdy has a bunch of boatload of guys around him. Um that's what the difference is. But I'm just saying in terms of the 49ers offense overall and the way they're performing. The way I remember with Purdy is he was um very efficient. Like completed a high percent he completed 67% of his throws. Also mm-hmm threw a lot of touchdown passes. Like, that was something we hadn't seen in a while. He threw at least two touchdown passes in every start in the regular season. But he actually, you know, wasn't super prolific uh, with the yards. Like, 200, let me go through his uh, appearances. 210, 185, 217, 234, 284 against the Raiders in in that uh, game that went to overtime, 178 against Arizona, 332 against Seattle, and then 214 against Dallas, and then he got hurt. So yeah. I'm not saying he, he can't be prolific, but the not you know he was he wasn't driving the offense. It was still a run first offense. It's still, or he was throwing short passes. I don't know what it was. It was a, it was a little bit of all those things. Yeah, it was a little yeah. bit of all those things. Yeah. Um, it, part of part of the reason, and I said this during the regular season too. Part of the reason they were putting up the points too was like the Washington game, for example. They put up over 30 points in that one. He played well. But the part of that that was the defense played great too. They gave him the True. ball short. So short. many turnovers. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot yeah. that went into that. So it's a good thing the Niners don't have to like give him an extension. They can just say we like him. He's a leader in the clubhouse. But like watch him play for a few more years before you determine if he's as special as John Lynch says he is. Yeah, and I think Kyle Shanahan gets that. I give Kyle Shanahan credit. I think he's always the guy in the background like that quarterback's not that good. I mean, <laughs> it's, he's not that good. Which mm-hmm. you know at least. At least you don't. He he's not the one I think that falls in love. I think John Lynch was the one that was really excited about giving Jimmy Garoppolo one hundred fifty million dollars or whatever. I don't know. WB yeah. Studio says, "Are we going to have a legit quarterback competition between Trey and Sam for Week One, or an unfair camp like when they uh, like when Trey went against number one defense at practice and struggled and threw less picks than Jimmy?" I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I really hope it'll be competition. Yeah. It's all going to depend on on what's going on with Brock Purdy. I mean, they talked about a quarterback competition, but just parsing Shanahan's words, he didn't say anything about a quarterback co- competition in training camp. He said he only was talking. He he was very specific about OTAs, and so yes. it's very it was very interesting. We'll see what happens, but I would love for it to be a quarterback. Com- I would like to see them th- roll the ball out, let all three of those guys just go wild. I think it'd be a lot of fun. 
Yeah. Tyler says, so would you rather have Lamar or Rodgers if this is true? Lamar. Lamar, yeah. The guy in his 20s. Robert says, are we gassing up Brock like we did Jimmy in 2018? Um, I'm a little afraid uh, because Jimmy actually was putting up. If, if you remember in 2017, he was throwing. He didn't throw a lot of touchdown passes. That was different. But he wouldn't have a great team. I mean, he was putting up like 300 yards, 330 yards, throwing a Marquise Goodwin. It was it was impressive. I mean, he got a lot of money off of it. There were, and then he never played like that again. There's a difference. There was a, there was a difference though, and that you know there were some. You go back and you really watch those games. There was uh, in 2017. I, I I saw a guy who was making some really good throws, but he was also getting lucky on some throws. Super was, lucky. The one against Tennessee where he just threw the pop fly and he got it got caught by a good one. Yes. Yeah, he had a couple. He had a few of those um, in in different games. And if you go back, those were games that they're. I know they weren't a very good team, but they're winning on field goals at the end of games. And you know they were just they were. It was That's okay. True. There were. A lot, I, I, I think there was a little bit of that with Brock, though. I think he had some passes that could have been picked that weren't, but he was just throwing so many freaking touchdown passes, and the Niners were scoring so many points. It didn't matter at all. But it'd be interesting. I mean, he definitely was putting the ball in harm's way more than Jimmy was, even at the end. I, I feel. I feel like. Uh, I remember how I felt coming out of 2017 was that I didn't, I wasn't sure what Garoppolo was. I, I know he played, played really well. It was really exciting, um, but I had a lot of questions yeah. if he was going to yeah. be able to continue that. I, with 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 um, with Purdy, if it wasn't for the injury, I wouldn't have those same questions. Right. But still, I mean, I feel like when you watch Garoppolo, when you watch Purdy, it's fun. It works here, but it's not like watching the second coming of Steve Young. It's not like, hey, this guy's going to be in the Hall of Fame. I, I still feel it's like, it's good enough. It's good enough for the system and the structure and, and all of it. But uh, I still would like to see the Niners shoot for the stars. And I thought they did that one time. But <laughs> maybe Brock, maybe I'm underselling Brock Purdy. Dustin the Gale, we'll talk about his special traits in a minute. Dustin the Gale says, How important will preseason performance be for, ooh, lap dance Lance? I get the feeling it will be ignored by Shani even if he plays well. Lap dance Lance. Is that even a, a put down? Like that's kind of a nice thing to be known as. That's, that's uh, a good one. I, I think I mean if he's getting judged off practice, then I think it matters. Yeah, I think if, if I think if Lance comes out and plays really well during training camp and during preseason and he's lighting it up like they ex- would expect him to, I don't think they're gonna discount it. I, I, I think that uh I think that's what kind of slowed his role in twenty twenty one. Was he kind of he kind of hit a little bit of a wall after the the Kansas City game and uh, and kind of slowed down just a little bit, and that's why they stick. They just moved off with Garoppolo in twenty one. So I know I think if he plays up to his potential um, and really blows it out, I think he could take the job. So this porn star Jimmy, lap dance Lance. How do the Niners keep getting the same the same quarterback? They think they keep thinking that this guy's a grinder. It's like oh there he is again. You know <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> when, is, when are we going to see Brock Purdy? So, yeah. <laughs> but he's supposed to be very religious, right? He's not, he's not going to make this. But so is Lance. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Well, I, you know, we'll see. You never know with Brock. The, the, only thing, the good thing about it is that he's, on, he's in Arizona. There's really not a whole lot going on in Arizona. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> LC says, do we think Trey will actually be good with playtime? Everyone thinks they're going to win the Super Bowl. The window is irrelevant if you ask me. Um. I, I mean, we don't even know if he's going to be on the team tomorrow, LLC. Don't know. That's tough. 
That's a tough one. Dalton <laughs> Coleman Film says, we debated if Kyle would be gone for his decisions last season, like play calls and hurting every possible quarterback. Now we see his decision-making in the offseason. How does anyone keep rooting for this guy? <laughs> <laughs> You know, because it's, it's, because he was preceded by Chip Kelly and Jim Tom Sula, man. Niner fans have some serious scars. They don't want to even talk about it, but it's there. Yeah, no, that you know that's why the the stuff that went on on Saturday, first JT O'Sullivan and then Raheem Mostert was just hilarious. It was like unprecedented. Eddie King, thank you very much. Uh, we're going to talk about the criticisms too, but first, before we get off the uh, Trey Lance thing. If he does get traded, what do you think a realistic timeline would be? Are we talking draft night? Are we talking preseason trade deadline? What do you think? Next year? It, it doesn't make any sense. To me, it doesn't make sense for them to trade him um, during the draft. I know that's kind of what's been out there. I don't see it that way. I think if, if, if Trey Lance is going to get traded, it's going to happen um, at some point around training camp they can, and towards the end of training camp, maybe even into the season. I think – it doesn't make sense for them to move off when you have all these questions around Brock Purdy. That's the biggest thing, right? right. First off, you don't know what you don't know where Purdy's going to be. You're not going to know where Purdy's Purdy is uh, until June, beginning of June. That's the next thing with the timeline there for for him. Uh, and plus, if you trade Trey Lance right now, he's going to cost you eleven point two million dollars against a salary cap, and he's not even on your team. So I just don't see that happening. I think if Lance gets traded, it's later on. You're going to want to see that Purdy's healthy. You're going to want to see. Mm. that see that that Darnold is competent enough to kind of take the reins if he has to come in and you're going to want to see whatever rookie that you bring in uh, that he can maybe be your third guy I, I think all those things have the play out and there's a way that Lance can still outplay Darnold and still get and still have Darnold be the backup because they trade Lance you know if Purdy's healthy it just see yeah I agree I mean that makes sense it just seems to me that the uh, what happens if you do that, the consequence of doing that is his his value could really go down because the amount of teams in the quarterback market will reduce once the draft happens. Mm -hmm. And then um, also, like, if he goes into camp and loses a competition with Sam Darnold or he starts week one and plays poorly and gets benched for Brock Purdy, who the hell's going to want Trey Lance midseason? You know what I'm saying? Like, you, no training camp, doesn't know your system. Like, I don't think you – you might not be able to trade him. And then when you try to trade him next year, it could be for, like, a pick swap in round six. So uh, I, I think – I don't know what he's worth right now. But let's say a team calls up the Niners on draft night and says, you know, we kind of have Trey Lance ranked right around, the you know, late one, early two, which I don't even know if a team would give that up. And you're afraid his value would tank soon if he actually gets on the field and loses a competition. Would you take it? I mean, it's eleven million dollar dead cap hit. For, for, for me, yeah. for me, if you're if if I was able to get a if I'm going to get a late one or maybe an early two for Trey Lance, I would say yeah. I would I would probably pull that trigger. See, I just don't yeah. see that. I don't see that being. I, I don't see it either. The only way I can see the Fortiers, the only way I can see the Fortiers getting something like that is if dog they disagrees. Give, yeah, I know he's already he's mad. He's pissed off. He mad. doesn't like he's talking bad about Trey Lance. He gets mad about that. <laughs> so he's a total he's a Trey Lance guy. He even has a little five get, yeah. five on his on his jersey that he wears. Respect. But, yeah, you know. But uh, no, I just with uh, if 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 you're gonna give if you're gonna be able to get a, a high second, maybe the Flyers have to give up one of their third rounds, Lance and a third for uh, twenty eight or something like that. Mm -hmm. Then 
I, I would I would pull the trigger on that because that's about that's about what you gave up for Lance, right? You gave up three right. birds, but all those but two, two of them were yeah. at the were at the end. You know, the that's two right. the two picks that you didn't use were that's right. 20, after twenty eight. So if you can get twenty eight or yeah. so right around there, you're not given it's it's a it's a wash in terms of the, the capital. That's what I'm saying. Like if it's scary because you you laid it out. You don't know what's gonna happen with Brock, and you don't. I mean, it's freaking Sam Darnold, but. You could get if you could get twenty eight now and only a fifth round pick or nothing, freaking nothing. If you wait until the season and he doesn't play well, I mean, you got to make a business decision and like, you know, ask around the room. Like, who believes? Who believes in Trey Lance in in the, in the organization? Raise your hand right now if you don't want us to trade it. You know, say something or forever hold your. It just feels like there's no one left that that really really wants to go out in a limb for him. If that's the case, then. You know, trust your trust your evaluation and, and move on. Don't ride the freaking fence like you did with Jimmy Garoppolo forever. Yeah, and and I and, and I I understand that. That's why for me, I can I can be sold on it. I can be sold on it. I'm not I'm not like steadfast in this where I'm saying it. it this no way it cannot happen. I just because like uh, th- there's four top quarterbacks, right? They could go one, two, three, four. After that, you could argue that Trey Lance. I mean, Trey Lance is younger than Will Levis, but mm-hmm. he's not right. If he wouldn't be drafted ahead of Will Levis. But you could argue he's he would have a higher draft grade if he was in this draft than Hendon Hooker, who's coming off a torn ACL and is 25 years old. I mean, so sure. wherever Hendon Hooker is going to get picked, that's kind of the Trey Lance trade market, right? I don't and I don't know where that is. But no, you can there's there's teams that are going to be I think there's teams that could possibly want to get him. Uh if, if somebody's willing to give up a, a late one early two, I'm I would be down for that because I think that would be great value for the Fortinaires to to make that move. Um I just my, you know, I play it a little more conservatively, and that's why right. probably why I feel like you know I'm saying it the way that I am. Um, right. That's just my own, and I think the 49ers tend to play it a little bit more conservatively too, just the, the way that they go after it for the most part. Even the, you know, they made the trade for Lance. They gave up a lot, and people talked about all we talked about it about how much. But you know, we just said you know too late, too late first round picks. That's not a whole lot. I think that in think some ways it's it, almost like it's almost like it cost them more to get uh, to get Christian McCaffrey than trade Lance. I see what you mean. Um, yeah, they could they could do it. Uh, and also, if they trade Lance in a third to get a late one, what they could do is they could trade up again. Mm-hmm. They could they have a lot all these picks. They could move up from the end of the round one to the middle of round one and get a real cornerstone impact player for this run. I mean, they're in the they're in a win now move, right? The whole point of trading Trey Lance is like, look, Trey, we're so sorry that we wasted two years of your time. Uh, it's nothing you did wrong. You got hurt. It's just that we're on different timelines, and you got to go somewhere else, and we got to make the most of this because Trent Williams is 35, and George Kill's about to be 30, and this is the way. So, no, you know, all the best to you. So the whole thing is go make a freaking move, right? Get a great right tackle. Get a great D-end or whoever it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense, right? Because if the Niners hadn't traded for Trey Lance in the first place, they could have had Michael Parsons. They could have had some impact players. Maybe they would have won a Super Bowl the last couple of years instead of being runner-up in the NFC. Who knows? Yeah, if you can get a great right tackle, I mean, there's there's lots of a lot of uh, a yeah. lot of. I think a great right tackle. You can get a, a safe, a great safety that that can right. that can be around for a long time. I think those are like probably their two biggest areas of need. Yeah, I can see that. Um, hold on, one super chat, and then we'll get to a new topic. Tyler says, Grant and Jack, what would you both consider a failure for this team this season? Missing the playoffs. Yeah. Talk about win now, talking about your window and all this with no quarterback. 
make the freaking playoffs and don't use any ex- injury excuses to quarterbacks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't want to hear that. Yeah, no, it's a it's a failure if they don't get back to the NFC Championship game. I think this is a, a team. You look at this; you, the, the roster is the best roster in the NFC. I think they have right. the best. The only question we were in the same position last year. The question was the quarterback. That's what uh, a number of people said, uh, and I think if if uh, the 49ers figure it out, this is the best team in the NFC, and they should be back in the NFC Championship game in late January. And this is the team they want, right? Like they love Brock Purdy. They want a cheap quarterback room. They talk about that. I mean, they want, I think that they have a sort of cost-effective, to be nice, offensive line by design. I mean, that's what they want there. They want to put all their resources into D-line and linebacker. This is what they want. So if they don't at least get to the NFC Championship, I, I think they should probably get to the Super Bowl. But if they don't at least get to the NFC Championship game, it's like, I guess your formula doesn't work. You've tried like five times. Yeah. Maybe you need to, you know, mix it up a little bit and... Yeah, I, I, offense or something. I don't know. I wouldn't say it's a failure if they don't win the Super Bowl, but I think it's a disappointment if they don't at least get there. I really do. I think this is a team that NFC Championship game is. We've been there two years in a row. We've seen them lose that game. Now, if they can, if they do it again three years in a row, that's like that's almost as bad as that's even you know that's worse than the Buffalo Bills back in the you know late '90s, but they kept losing Super Bowls. But I feel like that comes down to an inherent divide between Niners fans and analysts you know the older guys like us who hold a team to the ultimate standard of winning super bowls and i feel like younger guys who feel like in the salary cap era just being in the mix every year is good enough and i frankly feel like jed york feels that way which is a little disheartening to think that the niners the 49ers operate that way Hey, well, the thing is, there's if you're thirty years thirty years or younger, you don't have any idea what it's like to win no the Super Bowl. If you're a only reason I know is because I was born in '88. Had I been born in '89 or '90, I would not freaking know. I was just at the end, just at the yeah. end. Yeah. yeah, you were just just caught yeah. onto it there, and that's and yeah. that's it too. You, you know the and we talked about you know we're talking about all these different things, you know, and I hear people. I, I mentioned this. People keep making excuses for Kyle Shanahan. He, they make excuses for the the play at the end of the the championship. You know, for the play in the NFC Championship. Yep. They make excuses for the way that he handled the end of the Super Bowl. Your dad covered Bill Walsh and Eddie DeBartolo. Eddie DeBartolo and Bill Walsh they had a good relationship, but it was very contentious when they weren't winning. Yes. And I yes. don't think that I don't think that that uh, Eddie DeBartolo would would really be managing this situation the same way with Kyle Shanahan. Right. Yeah. He would be bending over backwards to see it from Bill Walsh's or Kyle Shanahan's perspective. He would say, how the hell did you get two quarterbacks hurt in the same game? Well, how did you do that? How did you get four quarterbacks hurt in the same year? What am I paying you to do? Yeah. I mean, I would think that's how it would go and it would probably get pretty heated, but Jed York doesn't have that. I don't, I don't even know. What he does, because whenever that team is like three and four, three and five, the dad shows up. Is that is that practice? Like, what does that mean? Is the dad in charge and he only shows up when things go bad? I always wonder. Uh-huh. I always wonder. Yeah, John, John, out there in, in, the, in the middle of the practice field, talking to uh, to Trey and and or not Trey to uh, Kyle and John, and then practice goes on. But yeah, that's that's what. And all of a sudden, they turn it around. They did that two years in a row now. It's the, it's the magic John York touch. There you all go. Right. <laughs> we talked about this earlier. Kyle Shanahan has pretty much been. You know, you can't criticize Kyle Shanahan. He hasn't taken criticism since he was in freaking Washington 10 years ago. Until now, all of a sudden, JTO Sullivan, Raheem Mostert, 
uh, Kurt Warner during the season, but mostly on the same day, JTL Sullivan, Raheem Mostert, it seemed like something has shifted in the air. And do you feel like the criticism is valid? Yeah, I, I do. I think I think uh, Raheem Mostert in particular, I, I really agree with what he said. Uh, Kyle Shanahan's lost two Super Bowls because he hasn't run the ball late. Uh, one of them, he was the offensive coordinator, I understand. But you go back and you look at the, the Super Bowl that he lost with the, with the Falcons, and I was looking at it, some stuff on it yesterday. His offense held the ball for 11 minutes in the second half against the Patriots. No Up 25? No, no. I wonder why they lost that game. I wonder why their defense yeah. struggled. Well, maybe if your offense yeah. had just held onto the ball a little bit and not kept putting them on the field by going three and out, maybe they would have played a little bit better. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then in the Super Bowl, you keep, you know, it's it's kind of the same situation. It's oh, well, it's Jimmy's fault. He he audibled out of the runs. Well, you're the head coach. You control everything that's going on. Maybe you tell him. If you don't like this run, you are audibling to another run. Do not audible to a pass. We want to run the ball here. You're in control. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy doesn't have that kind of control. He has uh, two two plays he can choose to choose between. As a coach, you can have you can give him two runs. You exactly. can do that. There's no rule against that. Give him two runs. No, run left, run right. Those are the two freaking runs you get, buddy. Hey, you know, I mean, we've, left. We've, yeah. Exactly. And we, you know, there was a, there was a big play. There was a big play earlier this in this year where um, they, they audibled and I think it was Garoppolo audible from one thing to another. And it was a big play and people were, you know, all, you know, it's there, you can can it and run it the other direction or whatever. There's lots of ways around it. So I do think that the criticism there is valid. And I think, I think what O'Sullivan said was, um, you know, when I list when I listened to the points that he made, uh, he definitely made some valid points. I don't agree with all of them. But I do agree with his 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 stance on what had took place in the NFC Championship game. Wholeheartedly agree with him there. Um, mm-hmm. Even though I I can see where he's going when he talks about the uh, the injury to Jimmy Garoppolo, mm-hmm. I disagree with him a little bit more on the one when it comes to the the Trey Lance play. Not he's not saying that it's wrong to run the quarterback. So take that part of out of it. He was talking about basically my disagreement is when he's talking about the right guard. And his job and what he should have done, I disagree. Get that initial there. double team, get that initial yeah. double team, because the the scheme is for him to step down, and you're having him step down because you want that defensive tackle. You want him to step down as well because that's opening up the run lane. The problem is Mike McGlinchey needs to make his block. If Mike McGlinchey yeah, does yeah. his job and, and gets the block, yeah. then it's and I thought it was problem? interesting how how poorly McGlinchey executed on that play and Trent Williams. Yeah, and while Trent Williams. Trent Williams execution is poor because of McGlinchey because he gets right. tied up because McGlinchey gets beat. And then once he the gets timing's up, all off. Yeah. The yeah, timing's he, all off. And he's, and he's a bigger yeah. guy and I know he's quick, but he's not, he's not going to run into somebody and then take off at full speed again. You know, it made me laugh when JTO Sullivan broke down the one at J, uh, Josh Johnson and was like, look, I, I like that you got, you know, a couple extra blockers in, but like this pass concept is like straight from 2004. <laughs> that killed me. It's like, yeah, you're really running a straight seven-step drop from under center with Josh Johnson against that defense? Like, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? This is amazing. Yeah. 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 And, That's Kyle, and, though. And I mean, I, his pass concepts aren't know. exactly cutting edge, man. He called it straight out of 04. That's harsh. Yeah, well, you know, the one harsh. for me was... Uh, he was the 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 purdy play and he talked about it he said you know why are we doing this i mean it's one thing if you're going to do it but why are you why are you leaving the tight end and i know people keep saying that ah that's i I don't really give a shit if they do i don't give a shit if they did that against uh the 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 new orleans saints right 
the New Orleans mm-hmm. Saints weren't weren't the Philadelphia Eagles. No. And, no. you know, one of the things he talked about them, he's like, why don't you just use a, a, a straight five-man protection, you know, yep. and, and have, still, yep. could still have that tight end. That was smart. Sure. That was totally smart. You have a better chance. Because you have a better chance. Or, or have Debo come around and have him blocked too. Like, there were two or three things that JT O'Sullivan suggested that were better than what the Niners did. JT's oh, good. Well, what, what JT O'Sullivan said in terms of the five-man protection, guess what? That won the Super Bowl? That's what they did. See, I've, and this is what, and then he immediately transitioned to the nepotism thing. And look, I know I'm a nepotism person. I'm not a coach. I think when you get sons of coaches in the league, yes, they grew up around the game. Yes, they're conversant in X's and O's, but they didn't play the game at the highest level. And I think they may ask players to execute things that are totally unrealistic like this and say, oh, it's a tough block, but you got to do it. Like, what are we talking about? In no world can Tyler Croft do this. And maybe if you actually have more coaches in the league who played the game at the highest level, not all of them, but some, maybe there will be a little bit more empathy to, I'm asking you to do something that, you know, I, I, is actually doable. Doable. Hey, why, why wasn't Tyler Croft active the week before against Dallas? Because he, he sucks! At- I'm sorry, good, Tyler. He's good enough to go one-on-one with, with, and you're going to expect him to block one-on-one in the pass protection. He wasn't even active the week before against Dallas. So, and this uh, thing, know, it was in the freaking, it was in the the uh, script. It was in the script, Jack. He planned it all week. He was proud of it. They 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 repped it in the freaking walkthrough. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is going to get him. This is going to be great. But Meanwhile, it was a bad look that uh, Debo Samuel jogged it, though. It, it was, was a bad it design, was. but it was also a bad look, dude. Debo, what? They paid you so much money, man. Mm-hmm. Well, and and that's 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 be fair. If he's screaming around there like he's supposed to, it's not going to matter because because number seven, he didn't because because he didn't because he, he didn't, care. He didn't, he didn't care. that wasn't his responsibility. His responsibility give was give to the quarterback, and Thank and you. you saw that for like two plays before that. You saw him doing that. You saw him all season doing that, and Fortnite thought they were going to get him. It, so it, the final criticism of Kyle is that his offense is a little outdated in the sense it's all run and pass and the drop back passing game is not as fleshed out as it should be. Well, as defenses, as his offenses have proliferated the league and defenses have adjusted, it seems like more and more defenses doing what the Niners defense does, which is play the run on the way to the quarterback, right? Like who cares? Who gives a damn about stopping the run? Get after the quarterback. And that hurts a play action passing team. All of a sudden, you're not getting them to bite the way they did 20 years ago because it's all about not overreacting to the run and not giving up explosive plays to the air. Mm-hmm. So he needs to just... Yeah. And, McVay and, did. McVay did. Yeah, I mean, McVay also got lucky because Jaquasi Tar dropped the ball, but... So you know. lucky. <laughs> so lucky. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Tell me a key date for Brock Purdy because I'm confused. Uh, no, the, the key date is the key date's going to be uh, June 2nd. That's the big date because that's okay. 12 weeks post-surgery. And okay. that's, you know, John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan both said, we don't know what's going to happen. We're not going to know until three months post-surgery, which is the 12th or the second. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when they're going to get a chance to to kind of see where he is. If everything's good, that's when he's going to start throwing is right after that. He's already been working out the working out, you know, and kind of doing some, some stuff with his arm. But in terms of being able to actually throw and, and, begin a throwing regimen it's going to be right around that time so how he how june 2nd turns out for the 49ers with brock purdy is going to i think start to give them the next point as far as when he's actually going to be able to return is he going to be back in training camp is it going to be week one is it going to be week four 
is it 12 weeks or three months? Well, that's one of the, that's been a topic that, that people because like discussed. Brock Purdy said three months, but they said twelve weeks. It's a difference, right? Because they had the, they had the procedure on March tenth. If it's three months, then it's June tenth. It's a week. I guess it's not that big of a deal. It's I, I mean, it's it, not it, that big of a deal. It's it a is week. and it isn't. But but yeah. uh, John John Lynch is the one he said who, twelve weeks. John, John Lynch is just chomping at the bit over yes. here, man. He's and like Brock, get your ass back on the field. We love you. You're the greatest. John, and John Lynch, John Lynch, John Lynch, you know, he he has said that he is a uh, he is a uh, an optimist. He 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 always looks at things on the bright side. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. I guess so. Okay, June second. Anyway, June second to June tenth. That's called a window. Let's call it a window. Yeah. At some point in it's, that week, he should start throwing. Yep, and that's right before minicamp. Now he won't be participating. He won't be participating in minicamp because he won't be throwing a full size football at that point. Uh, or he shouldn't be. But he, but he could it, be on a side field. Absolutely. I might He's be able to take a picture of him and put him on my YouTube channel. Yeah, I would. Or most likely someone in the in the audience will take a picture. We'll retweet it because there's rules. But, yeah, we won't be able to. We won't be able no. to. The person in the in the stands will be able to. And then we can Doesn't get that his piss you off? Then, yeah, it, it's, it's kind of funny. But oh, wow. uh, no, I, I do think that we're going to see Brock Purdy there. Even during OTAs, I think we'll see him around. I don't because I think he's going to be there. But in terms of, what, you know, on the field, I don't expect that. Remember with Jimmy last year? He would just like kind of hang around in the, and just, I felt that was by design. He was like, hey guys, write about me, talk about me, look at me. I would do the same thing if I were him. It's my hey. team until I'm not here anymore. Freaking hey, my team. It, like you pointed out, it just happened to be the first time he did it was the uh, first was the day that NFL Network showed up to practice. Just, just <laughs> what a dink! Love exactly. it. He is a very good agent. I'll say that. All Niners says, I've heard comparisons of Sam Darnold's early career and Alex Smith's. How do you all feel about that? Head coach, OC changes, terrible offenses. Yeah. Fair. They're both from fair. they're both from like San Diego. Or it, he's uh, Sam Darnold's from OC, but that's like probably from like an hour away from each other. Kind of laid back guys who seem like they're commit very professional. Um, I mean, they they would be backups if they had to be, but they're also proud. I can see it. I can see yeah. it. I can, yeah. Although no, I can, Kyle, Alex Smith figured out at around twenty seven, stop losing games, stop doing too much. I think Jim Harbaugh helped him with that. So let's see if Kyle can do that with Sam. Yeah, that's that's really it. what. That's the only difference that Harbaugh really made with him was he just got him to stop, stop losing, losing games. games, Alex. Please, you're killing us. <laughs> All right, yeah, uh, give me one trait that separates Brock Purdy from Trey Lance. I heard you talking yesterday with uh, with with Larry, and this is what kind of got me thinking about this. Okay. You were talking about the way that uh, Kyle Shanahan deals with his quarterbacks, and mm. it made me think about Phil Sims and mm. uh, Bill Parcells mm -hmm. because they had a very contentious relationship. Uh, mm -hmm. Bill Parcells rode him really hard, and then they even had a blow up on the sidelines during the Monday night mm -hmm. game back in '90. You were too little; you're probably eight years. You weren't paying attention to NFL. I don't even. Know I was you're two. Around. You're probably. Like, you're I two. was two. Come on, don't you remember that, Grant? Don't you remember? Like, I'm sorry, I missed it. I went to bed early that night. <laughs> but but I think I think it's I think that's how how Kyle Shanahan is right. Mm -hmm. He's very similar. Mm -hmm. He goes. He's kind of in that yes. mold. He's going to ride these guys. Yes. And the difference between Brock Purdy and Trey Lance is that. Brock's been around the game a little bit more and his dad was, mm -hmm. and I know Trey Lance's dad was a professional athlete too. So both their parents have been professional athletes, but Purdy's been around the block a little bit more. And I think Purdy's yeah. just a little more comfortable in who he is and what he mm. can do and what he brings. And so when right. Trey so is, green that if you Trey so green, if you ride him, it could, it could actually, he doesn't have a bunch of experience to fall back on 
a bunch of ex- confidence to fall back on. Yeah, to he, hurt his he, confidence. They're both good yeah. dudes. Let's, let's put yeah. that out there. But Brock yeah. Purdy, he's been through more. So when yeah. when he's out there and Kyle Shanahan starts chewing his ass, he's just yeah. kind of like, in a way, I've he's kind of like Jimmy Brock. He's like, man, yeah. okay. Like yeah. he's able to yeah. process what he's saying. Yeah. And then just go out and do whatever he does, but you know, make it a little bit better. Whereas I think right. with Trey, he just hasn't played as much. And so when he's getting shot, he's like, shit, I need to do this, I need to do that. And it's like really that kind of grinds on him and wears him down. Whereas Purdy's right. able to just compounds kind of let it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And can, the other uh, thing too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, another thing too is is with with Purdy, that that shows out in his in the way that he is on the field. And mm-hmm. you know, he's a very he's he's a very um down to earth guy. Both these guys are very down to earth, but when he's on the field, Brock Purdy is like, you know what? F you. I'm going to, I'm going to beat you and I'm going to show you how I'm better than you. And he goes out and he does it. That's why he's not afraid to pound his chest and, you know, beat helmets with, with Trey, uh, with Trent Williams and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. He, he just has a, the trait is confidence. And I just yes. feel like he he's uber yes. confident. Whereas Trey Lance is, is trying to, find how could he way. be? How could he be confident? He hasn't played in three years. He broke his ankle. The team isn't super behind him. I get it. I totally agree. And you know, the other person who had that confidence, my favorite player ever, Steve Young. Steve mm-hmm. Young had that confidence. And I think that's why he and Mike Shanahan worked. John Elway had that confidence. He and Mike Shanahan worked. I, I don't know that all quarterbacks would work with Kyle, but to, to work with, he have to have that. Um, and like we were talking about Mac Jones. A lot of people saying Mac Jones would have succeeded here. I don't know for this reason right here. I mean, Kyle's negative and he will test your confidence. Mac Jones seems to have, I mean, he's got Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick coach with Bill Parcells. It's pretty similar over there. And it seems like he's almost objecting to it. So I don't know, but that's neither yeah. here nor there. Yeah. That's yeah. an interesting qu- point about Brock. The, the one with what's interesting about Jones is that he played for, for Nick Saban. So that's what makes that part, that whole thing interesting. Cause I Saban kind of seems like a guy who would kind of grind on you a little bit, but you know, it's true, but, but there's difference like being, being an amateur and sort of having to take it. I feel like a lot of college coaches can be, you know, yeah, Meyer-esque. I, I, I wonder, once you get to I the wonder, pros and you got 15 million in the bank, all of a sudden you got an opinion. I wonder, I wonder on with Mac Jones, I wonder if those things were there in 2021 when he was playing with, Josh McDaniels um, with Josh McDaniels compared to I know, 2022 when he had, I when he had, you know, the guys that were running the, the clowns that were running the show last year on offense in new England. Um, I just think it's crazy. Like Bill, Bill O'Brien brought, I mean, excuse me, Bill, Bill Belichick brought in Bill O'Brien and you thought, well, that handles the situation. Mac Jones was upset about Matt Patricia. You bring in Bill O'Brien, everyone's happy, but are they like, or is this still going on? Like what the hell's going on? It's still going on. It sounds like. And so it, it'll yeah. be, it's, I don't so think is Mac going, Jones throwing a hissy fit and being like, "I want out," or is Bill like, "I don't like you, like you, pa- you failed my test. You're out." I don't know. I just wonder. I, I don't like you. You're no longer. I here. just You're don't not- like you. You're out. I don't know. All right, last question for you: Is Kyle Shanahan too tough on quarterbacks? I mean, yeah. you said he rides them. I said he's negative. I mean, I, Kyle Shanahan swears. I mean, excuse me, Steve Young swears by Mike Shanahan, who was the same exact way. What do you think? Again, I think I think there is a, a lot of uh, he is tough on them, but I and I think it takes a special kind of quarterback. But um, you know, he's he's looking for perfection, and I think that's what you. I would rather have a coach who is that way with them than somebody who's just kind of letting things slide. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the way that he 
talks to them behind the scenes is different than the way that he talks to us about them. I think there's, you know, a little bit, he's a, probably a little bit more positive, even he's chewing their asses in, behind mm-hmm. the scenes, but I also yeah. think he's kind of picking them up a little bit too. Um, so is he too tough? No, I don't think he's too tough. I think he's, Again, I, I talked about uh, the relationship between Parcells and and Sims as an example, and um, I think it'd be interesting to to see the dynamic what that was like between Brady and Belichick. It seems like there was a little bit of friction at times there between those two. I think mm-hmm. that they were able to get along, but I think some friction there. Um, so it would be interesting. I, I is it too tough? Mm, I, I don't think he's too tough. I think it's a trick question. I think it depends it on is. the quarterback. I think it, it depends on the quarterback. Like you, let's say you put. Tua on the Niners. Yeah. I wouldn't work. It would he would crush Tua. Tua seems like a gentle flower. Almost yes. little, not, not, I'm sorry. I'm I'm a gentle flower too. I'm very sensitive. I hate criticism. Um I, I don't like it. I don't like honest feedback, although I take it all day on Twitter and I read it all. Thank you very much, everyone. But no, Tua clearly, I mean, he got that from uh Brian Flores, who's a good coach, but he comes from the Belichick school and he wrote him and Tua lost all confidence and what Mike McDaniel did was give him confidence back. And so I think for Tua you need a certain style and for Brock Purdy maybe maybe you know he doesn't need Mike McDaniel showing him a bunch of clips about how good he is. Maybe he needs Kyle Shanahan to be like, dude, what about these four plays? Please. You know, yeah. maybe that's what Brock needs. Yeah, and I think you're right. It is it is a trick question and, and it's good that we got yeah. it out there that you're a gentle flower grant. That that's that was, what was <laughs> I was an English major. I read poetry in college. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I think it is a little bit. Of, it is a little bit of a trick question because it does depend on the player. And, and you, I think you've talked about this in the past with with Alex Smith, right? When Alex mm-hmm. Smith and when Jim Harbaugh came, what did he do? He talked him up like crazy. He got him. That's what he needed. That's what yeah. he needed. He did not need Kyle Shanahan at that point in his career. He needed Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, and and I think it's just a matter of the it's a matter of the player and the coach meshing. That's it's part of the whole process that goes into picking that guy. I'd love to hear what donovan mcnab would have to say to this answer question donovan is kyle standing too hard on he they only worked together for one year but i think donovan felt he was straight up disrespectful to him it would be interesting yeah it would be interesting to hear what he says about kyle shanahan and maybe even comparing him a little bit to like andy reed right i don't know if he's maybe maybe he's already said some things about that but andy reed seems pretty positive like kind of like a affable grandpa type like you know we're all having fun Mm -hmm. here yeah, that's 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 what he portrays, right? It'd be it'd be interesting to see what he what like. is he really like? Yeah, uh-huh. mm-hmm. yeah, because yeah. it seems like what Kyle does, he's tough on quarterbacks, and if he gets a quarterback who's a perfectionist like him, like Steve Young was a perfectionist, it could work. But um, it seems like you kind of constrict their creativity. Like Andy Reid allows Patrick Mahomes to throw interceptions and be himself, and doesn't you know doesn't ride him at all all he does is make sure that he's the most confident player at all times and there's something to be said for that like do you really need to be checking your best player's confidence like don't you want him to have an ego like don't is your is your ideal quarterback really Kirk Cousins come on because Kirk Cousins has he he's meek that's almost his problem right I mean look he like walks around like he doesn't even believe in himself is like come on Kirk that's the swagger Kirk have, hey, what are you talking about? He's got the gold chains and all that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which was so funny because it was so not phased. Why is hilarious? But yeah, anyway. Yeah. That's no, what I'm thinking. His 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 perfectionism, it's like a gift and a curse. It's like you gotta let you gotta let the quarterback go out and be I don't know. I don't know. You gotta let him go out and be their guys. And that's again, I think you gotta I, let him do it. Yeah. I think it goes back to having a quarterback though who has enough of that uh 
that belief in themselves so they can kind they can they can do it like they can make you think that they're listening to every word you're saying and they can but really they're tuning out all the negativity all the bullshit all the shit that's not helpful and taking in actual the stuff they need yeah or they're able to or they're able to just hear it and they're able to to say okay i hear you yeah this is how and i'm but i'm still going to do it my way but i know know that i how i can fix it kind of thing but i'm not going to hurt my feelings you can compartmentalize it that's the that's compartmentalize it doesn't hurt us i can't do that yeah i can't do that shit yeah when i I was when i played when i played uh i was so bad i wasn't coachable i would take everything personally i was a bad athlete but i was fast so i would always trick the coach and give me playing time but then i wouldn't play well because i wasn't good (laughs) athlete Hey, but you're fast. You're able to get. To the I was ball. fast. I could run. I could have been a good soccer player if I was, you know, if I was dedicated. Sorry, Coach Pete. <laughs> yeah, but you're fast and you're able to kick the ball. A little I could kick it a little bit. Uh-huh. Not that great though. Go. Not really. <laughs> people, most people that play soccer like have foot skills and stuff. Like, if you gave me a soccer ball, I couldn't juggle three times. It was embarrassing. I didn't own a soccer ball in high school. Like, really took varsity sports very seriously let me say something about being an english major before we sign off i think there's something to be said for being an english major uh yeah you got to read poetry and a bunch of like shakespeare and stuff and maybe it's a little weird but you're the only guy in the class think about it only guy in the class good time (laughs) you go you want to be an engineer you will be there might be one girl in that class actually i don't know i was never an engineer i don't know but i just think you could do worse see you do worse Got to tune in to Grant for for some from some life advice. advice. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> also, poetry short, history textbooks very long. Something to think about. Something <laughs> to think about. There you go. There you go. Well, this was a lot of fun, Jack. Uh, we'll do it again next week. Yeah, absolutely. That was fun. It's good. it's good to kind of be back. We're we're back back together again. Neither one of us are in the same place that we were in last time we did this. But uh, that's right. That's right. You definitely got a different backdrop. Um, it's nice to see you, and I'll be seeing you next week. But I'll be seeing you down in Santa Clara in a, for three weeks, four weeks. Yeah, some of that draft. Mm-hmm. All right, absolutely. Thanks, right, thanks for watching, everyone. And remember, this is simulcasted. So in the future, if you'd like to tip Jack, you can watch on his channel. You can tip him directly. Um, it's a nice thing to do. It's a nice thing to do. Think about it for next time. See you guys. <laughs>